Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I fact check and investigate things said on the Joe Rogan experience. Today I'll be talking about episode 1662 with Tom Papa. Early in the episode, Rogan says that mad cow disease comes from cow cannibalism. And this isn't really true. Mad cow disease isn't exactly caused by cows eating other cows. It's caused by prions, which are misfolded proteins. And apparently if you do the folds wrong in protein, it is not like origami where you can just start again. It totally messes up the cow, and that cow is toast. Then if you feed a cow with mad cow disease to another cow, that cow can get it too. So it doesn't start with cannibalism, but it can spread via cannibalism. I think that's what he meant. But what about human cannibalism? Obviously, that's the real question here. Now, Rogan says that eating human brains will give you variant Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. And like the case of mad cow disease, eating human brains won't give you Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. This is pure anti-cannibalism propaganda that Rogan is peddling for some reason. Rogan is probably thinking of the case of the four people of Papua New Guinea who were known for eating the brains of their dead. What happened was someone got VCJD, the acronym I'll be using because I don't want to keep saying it, then that person was eaten and it spread that way. The actual act of eating someone's brain won't give you VCJD. Do not let Rogan scare you out of eating someone's brain unless they happen to have variant Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, in which case eating their brain could kill you in a prolonged and painful way. So you should just double check, make sure they don't have it, and then you can go right ahead. Another disease they talk about is Lyme disease, which Rogan said might have come from a government research lab. This is complete nonsense. Lyme disease has been around forever. They didn't always have a name for it, but you can read journal entries and things of people all the way back in the 1700s describing what we can now recognize as Lyme disease. And furthermore, there is hard scientific evidence that Lyme disease has been around in North America for thousands of years before Europeans even showed up. I think what's bad about this isn't really that, you know, people will think Lyme disease came from a lab. I don't think that's that big a deal, although it is wrong. I think what's really bad is it shows that Rogan's threshold for conspiracies is getting lower. And if he continues at this rate, I think in 10 years or so, he will be a hollow earther, which I think would actually be good because it would make the podcast better and it would give me more material. And the earth is actually hollow and I have all the documents to prove it and I'll be, I'll be posting them and that'll all be coming out very soon. Later, Rogan flat out says, bread is bad for you. Now, obviously, this is getting into some very controversial territory, and I expect some keto people to attack me in the streets, but the reality is that bread isn't really bad for you. As a bread enjoyer myself, I feel the need to say this. Bread isn't like alcohol or something like that, which is inherently bad for you. Bread just isn't particularly good for you. So it's bad in the sense that you you could have eaten something like carrots, which would be better, 
and have positive qualities. But really, bread is more like neutral, especially the sort of bread they're talking about, which Tom Papa apparently just makes at his house and doesn't have any preservatives or anything in it. In other basic food news, it is true that people have been arrested for selling raw milk in California, like Rogan says. However, what Rogan doesn't say is that you can sell raw milk in California. You just need certain permits and things. It is legal to do. There's something very British about needing a milk license, but you can sell raw milk in California. So if you live in California, you don't need to move to Texas like Rogan to get get a hold of that sweet raw milk for whatever weird reason you have. This might be a good time to bring up something else that's been bothering me about Jerry, which is that he keeps saying California when what he really means to say is Los Angeles. Most of California is actually not at all like Los Angeles, and I think this is a distinction that's worth making. Later on, Jamie kind of comes out of nowhere and says that you couldn't make the bet at the end of Uncut Gems IRL, the, the final bet he makes at the end of the movie. But I looked into it, and I don't see why you couldn't. Adam Sandler does a parlay, which means all three of the things he bets on have to happen for him to win. And then he bets that the Celtics will win the tip-off, that Garnett will get a combined 26 points and rebounds, and that the Celtics will win. It would be crazy to bet on this, especially considering that the opening tip-off is basically just a coin toss. I mean, there's really no way to predict who will win the tip-off. But you could, you could do this. In fact, you could have made this exact bet in real life because it's all based on a real NBA game that actually happened, which is kind of cool. I couldn't find any reason you wouldn't be able to actually make this bet. But maybe if one of you out there is a real sports gambling expert, you can tell me what's wrong. If you can stay sober long enough to send me an email, that is. If you don't want to bet money on NBA games, you could try getting a job. At one point, Tom Papa says that people are more productive in offices as opposed to working from home. I think this is wrong. I don't think you can definitively say that working in offices is more productive. But I really couldn't find a totally convincing answer either way. I found studies and experts arguing both that offices are more productive and that working from home is more productive. I think the reason it's hard to measure is because some of the studies I saw were based on self-reported data, and obviously people have an incentive to say that they're more productive than they actually are. The biggest study you'll see brought up the most in favor of working from home is from this Chinese company that said their at-home workers were noticeably more productive. It's like 10% or something. However, these were call center jobs, which is obviously something that doesn't really require an office at all. So I think another problem with this is that it will probably vary wildly by job, and so it's hard to take one study and apply it to every other kind of job. Personally, I think this is the wrong debate to be having in the first place. I mean, if you're purely focused on productivity, obviously the best way to boost that would be to simply enslave all of your employees and just force them to work around the clock with physical violence. But obviously this would create other problems. I think ideally the focus would be on 
what people enjoy doing the most? Where do people actually like working from? The last thing I'll talk about is that towards the end of the podcast, Rogan makes fun of people complaining about Spotify and says that Spotify is really good and people should just get over it, basically. Now, obviously, Rogan has to say this since he works for Spotify now, so he can't go around dissing the Spotify UI. But I can and will. Personally, I think the Spotify UI is pretty bad, although it has gotten better recently. The fact that there are now lengthy ads that appear out of nowhere is annoying. Even if you have premium, these ads will appear. If you're just sitting around somewhere, you can just skip them, of course. But if you're driving, this can be pretty annoying. I have crashed multiple cars in order to avoid hearing about squared space because distracted driving is very dangerous. On the mobile version, it will automatically take you to the last episode you were listening to, which can be annoying if it was an old episode, because then you'll have to scroll all the way up to the present day, which could be about a mile of scrolling away, depending on where you are in the Rogan-verse. Spotify also doesn't notify you whenever there's a new episode of a podcast that you follow. It seems to be random whether or not you'll be notified of something. This goes for artists as well. Spotify will notify you when, like, Taylor Swift releases an album, even if you've never listened to Taylor Swift. But they won't notify you when artists you actually follow on Spotify release new music. Uh, Why is this? This is obviously not what people want from a following type feature. Overall, I would have to say that Spotify is definitely worse than other podcast players. It's certainly worse than YouTube. As much as I hate to say anything positive about Google... With YouTube, you can just use Adblock and then press play and it starts. It's just better and easier. So obviously, you know, UI is all subjective. I, I'm, I think Rogan is uh, wrong about this one. That's all I have to say for this episode. That's all the notes I have. Be sure to tell your friends about Investigate Joe Rogan so that they don't continue to live in ignorance. And thanks for listening.